Hello and welcome to My Camino, the podcast. I'm Dan Mullins. It's great to have your company no matter where you're listening from all four corners of the planet. This is a podcast about the Camino de Santiago or the Way of St. James. The Camino is an ancient pilgrimage and pilgrims walk to Santiago de Compostela in northwest Spain where the remains of Christ's apostle St. James are interred. Indeed, Santiago de Compostela translates as St. James under a field of stars. They say the Camino follows the Milky Way. Others say the Camino follows the Earth's ley lines, the planet's energy. It gives weight to suggestions the Camino provides an opportunity for transformation. Well, there's absolutely no doubt pilgrims feel a spirit, mysticism, tranquility on the Camino. And you take it home with you. It's often one of the great challenges pilgrims face, to go back to their own lives once they step off the way. I often say I can hear and feel the Camino calling me back. It's ringing in my ears and heart as I speak. There's an old saying, it's the friends we meet along the way that helps us appreciate the journey. Well, I want to start this week my 150th podcast with a story. There was only ever going to be one guest as we reached 150 episodes, my friend Jenny Heesh. In 2016, I decided to have an easier day. I walked from Astorga, just 20 kilometres, to Rabanel del Camino. It was very, very hot in the high 30s. And I arrived at Refugio Gorhelmo, which is run by the UK Confraternity of St. James. I placed my pack outside the front door and went off to find something and somewhere to cool down. I walked in La Pastada La Gaspa, a hotel on the rise as the Camino heads out of town. I sat down at the bar and asked for something cold, anything. (laughs) A voice from the other end of the bar said, are you Australian? And I said, yes. The hand went out to shake. And the voice said, I'm Jenny from Cronulla. I said, I'm Dan from Lilyfield. We've been friends ever since. We caught up in the city of Sydney at the weekend. Welcome, Pilgrim. Thank you, Dan. It's great to be here in Dimmick's Bookstore Cafe. You've walked so many times now, various and varied Camino paths, but I don't think I've ever asked you how or where you first heard about the Camino. I'm one of the people that heard about the Camino first up through Shirley MacLaine's book, The Camino. And I read that book in the year 2000 and it just opened the door for the Camino for me. And in the next year, about 10 years or so, I read about three or four other Camino memoirs and I finished up in 2011 by reading Alsa Piper's book, Sinning Across Spain. And I thought, right, enough, enough come on, let's do something about it. And so I walked for the first time in 2012. And I've, I've been back every year except one since 2012. You know, one of the great things about the Camino is the opportunity to evolve. Uh, what change have you noticed in your life as a result of the Camino being part of your life? I think I have a split existence. <laughs> <laughs> Because when I'm here, I long to be on the Camino, and the Camino is a big part of my everyday life through the forum, through my pilgrim group here in Sydney, Pilgrims in Sydney, and uh, your podcasts every week, and uh, the Confraternity of St. James. It's just there's so much coming through that you can hold the Camino close to yourself every day 
of the year and the time between Caminos goes pretty quickly, which is good and it's always good to have another one planned yeah. at the same time. But yeah, it's, yeah I, I really feel that I now live a Camino life. Yeah. You know, what do your family and friends make of it? <laughs> well, my husband Steve's very understanding because he's got his own passion. He volunteers at an aircraft museum south mm. of Sydney. It's yeah. a very big part of his life. And my family and friends are all used to it and there's varying levels of interest. When I start talking, it's hard to get me stop talking and so when I see the eyes being glazed over, that's when I stop talking. <laughs> you know, uh, I was most interested in why you keep going back. There's that U2 song. I still can't find what I'm looking for. Ah. And I feel that there's something... Like, the Camino's already brought me so much, but there's there's something over the other side of the horizon that I haven't found yet. And you you get little little taps on the shoulder from the universe about the Camino all the time. And only yesterday on the forum... One of the very active forum members, a, a guy who lives in Jerusalem, his name's Scruffy One. He, yeah, he he put a just a. It was part of a comment he put on a thread on the forum, and he said he said, "Our feet walk on the Camino, but our souls walk into the Camino." And I feel that my soul is still walking into the Camino. And as I say, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Maybe I never will, but it's there's so much potential with it yeah, and yeah. the potential to have new experiences, to meet people who you'd never get to meet in your normal everyday life at home, people who have the same passion for mm. the Camino as yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. You know, that's just really interesting because... You and I were recently at the Australian Friends of the Camino Conference in Adelaide and the energy and friendship across the three days was incredible. Uh, you could feel the vibe among everybody. You know, all this laughing and it's a great... I love hearing pilgrims laugh because it's a really... It, it, they're thoroughly enjoying themselves. So how, how do you describe it, that, that energy, that vibe? I just think it's the collective energy of... of like-minded people and at the conference there was 112 of us and we we're all so excited to see John Briley yeah. that was just that was such a blast to have yeah. him out here and to have him not only speak at the conference but also spend time with the various pilgrim groups in Victoria Queensland and New South Wales he was so generous with his time but he was there to 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 teach and he sure did. Yeah. It was just, it was just wonderful. And the um, the AFOTC, who who organised the conference, they put so much care into it. And there were there were even things like the food, our our favourite Santiago tart, caldo gallego, mm. all of all of these Camino foods were yeah. appearing at meal times, and everyone fantastic. and everyone was going wow. <laughs> <laughs> It was fantastic. It was. So, so what about one word that Jenny Heesh would use to, to, to sum up your Camino experience? 
still unknowable. That's two words. That's two words. But un- unknowable. It's unknowable. Yeah. Mm. I like that. You appeared in an earlier podcast alongside our friend Julianne Milne talking about working as a hospitalier or a hospitalera. Why do you feel, if you are still looking for something, why do you feel a need to give something back? I guess it's just another way of having a Camino experience yeah, right. yeah. Of, a, of a different kind. Yeah, and, like, for me, the Camino is not about religion. For a lot of people, it is. I, I feel that I'm a lapsed Anglican, and I feel that more, more than anything, my religion is people. And I've been a people person all my life, and to be an hospitalera and to serve other like other pilgrims and I know what they're feeling is just such a privilege and there are there are people's stories there that will stay so close to you you bring them home you tell other people who are interested and it's it's just a it's a great thing to do next year I I want to I'm hopeful fingers crossed that I'm going to work at the Pilgrim's Office in Santiago. Oh, wow. And that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I know quite a few people that have worked at the Pilgrim's Office and, and I know some of them you've interviewed. And I just feel that that's going to be another experience, a, a, a different kind of Camino experience. And it's and I'm there I'm hoping I'm going to meet a lot of people there too, as I have done in the three times that I've been Hospitalera Rabinal. Yeah, but you know, um, you walked each year since 2012. Yeah. Can I ask Jenny Hish for a favourite place? Oh, it's, it, well, duh. It's, it's got to be Rabinal. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it just has Gothoma. to be. Yeah, Gothoma, yeah. Refugio yeah. Gothoma at Rabinal, the CSJ albergue. Yeah, yeah. And when I'm... When I'm walking in from Astorga to start a duty there, you, I get closer and I just, oh, like I feel as though the place is just wrapping its arms around me and it's so familiar. It's, it's an easy duty to be, being, to be a hospitalera there because there's always a very good Spanish speaker who is part of the team and because it's known as the English albergue, uh, we do the afternoon tea and there are lovely rituals there and we really go out of our way to to look after the pilgrims that come to stay with us and give them a very special experience. And it's just, it's just such a blast to be a part of that and to see the surprise on, on pilgrims' faces as they come in when we say, well, we have afternoon tea at 4.30 yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. and just the extra things we do for the pilgrims too. It's, yeah. it's, it's a really satisfying, yeah. satisfying role. And I, I've, been, I've stayed there twice as a pilgrim and both of those times have been fantastic and, and both times I've been lucky enough to, um, to go and see people that I knew in the town and also to have people from the CSJ that I know working there. So, yeah, it's been, been fabulous. But it's, it's very familiar. I love Rabinal. That day you and I met, you said to me, because uh, you were sick and had to yeah. stay be in quarantine. That's correct. And you said to me, Angela is working at the albergue tonight. 
and you must go upstairs. There's a guitar hidden upstairs, and you Correct. must sing some crowded house songs for her. Correct. And I said, okay, all right. So I went to the cup of tea in the afternoon, and Angela came down and said, are you the Australian? And I said, yes. And she un- opened her hand, and she had a little tissue, and in it a Tim Tam biscuit <laughs> That's right. that you had given her a packet of Tim Tams, because she'd spent time in Australia, hadn't she? She had. And that's why months. she was a big... Yeah, fan of crowded house as well and we sat exactly. upstairs in that little parlour which yeah. is really beautiful just it off is. the side of the rooms there yeah. and sang songs until lights mm. out it was a lot of fun it was really yeah. fabulous I love it I yeah. love it no it's great now you don't carry a pack no I don't tell us about Spot okay Spot's my hiking trailer and the reason why I don't carry a pack is in 2015 I was training for a bike Camino with my friend Mike Hayden, who is St. Mike II on the Camino Forum. We were going to bike the Camino from Pamplona to Santiago, and about six months into the training, I fell off the mountain bike and I broke my collarbone and my shoulder blade, and I had to be pinned and plated. So it was a, a really rough 12 months until the the injury pretty well healed but I could never wear a pack again and a Camino friend of mine in the UK David who you've who you know from from Rabinal exactly he he he's a frustrated engineer and always inventing whatever item you can think of he'd he'd have an invention for it if you told him I need this he could invent it for you he said look let me make you a hiking trailer and so he designed a hiking trailer and what he did was he, he got a, a cycling trailer and he converted that and on the, on the cart part of the, the uh, trailer, the plastic box, were some reflectors and they were spots. And so I came up with the name Spot but then then I thought, well, look, he's he's my little loyal liege. He's like a little puppy dog that's trailing behind yeah. me. So so he became Spot, like a little dog Spot. Yeah. So because you're pulling Spot and not carrying a pack, can you yeah. take more than your recommended ten yeah, percent? Sure. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. Um, I've, I've when I've walked with people in the past, I've taken some of their gear for them, and it's really useful for bottles of water. I can stick four liters in in the trailer with no problems at all. This year, when I walked the Camino with my family from St John over to Santiago, uh, my sister Fran developed an ankle injury, and she wanted to carry her pack, but she couldn't carry the whole pack because it was placing too much pressure and so I'd take all her bathroom gear and a few other bits and pieces and put them in spot and so it enabled her to carry on with her pack and so yeah yeah it works really well. And just in terms of logistics because I'm certain my listeners are wondering it's 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 anchored on your hips isn't it? it yeah attached by a waist belt yeah. correct and you can walk hands-free and then when you get to to steep ascents and descents like that really horrid descent into Zubiri mm. at the beginning oh, yeah, of yeah, Camino yeah, yeah. that's a that's a shocker um, I just have the hiking poles and I just make myself like I'll, I'll just make my way very slowly down and I anchor myself with the poles and because the the um, the, the frame of the hiking trailer is rigid. It's you, you don't really get a sense of gravity pushing you down, so it works extremely well. It's very safe. If the if the path is wide enough, spot can be there. 
So, so what about like uh, that that area coming down from El Acebo into Malinaseka? Yeah. That horrid run. That's awful. I, I love that walk, yeah. but it's tough. And you can make yeah. it down there. Yeah. Didn't even try this year. Went on the road. Right. Decided to go on the road. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And I've got a I've got a a, a fluoro harness that I wear, right. and so it's quite safe. And there's not much traffic on that road. No, no. no yeah, no. and 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 likewise, I didn't take the path up to Osobrero. I took the road up from La Laguna mm. up to I was actually La, La, La Herreras up to up to Osobrero and I was so pleased I took I took the road because between La Laguna and Osobrero I found 20 euros on the side of the road <laughs> <laughs> so I said to my family look 20 for our final dinner in Santiago 20 euros coming in from me to help the bill a bit. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So we did, yeah. One of the things I love about the Camino is the varied landscape, yes. right? So you can be walking one day across the mountains, the next through wooded forest, another across yeah. treeless plains. Yeah. How do you pass the time when you walk? I sing songs to myself a bit like you do. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and one of my favourites, which I keep on going over and over and over, is a Brisbane band, Shepherd. One oh, yeah. of their songs called "Keep Me Crazy," uh, and uh. it's a really it's a really simple song to sing. It's a great song, so I find myself singing that more than anything. And I, I, I think about days gone by. I think about my family. Yeah. I think about the cat. <laughs> the cat. I also. I love walking through the villages mm. um, and you feel, don't you, that you're a small part of their lives. You're mm. certainly seeing up close right into their lives. Mm. I love the mm. slow tourism of it all. Yes, yeah, me too, yeah. me too. Yeah. And to be able to stop stop for a, for a coffee whenever you want to and even if you want to have a beer at 9 o'clock, you can have a beer at 9 o'clock and just to be, just to be part of it. And there's... there's Part of what I really like about the Camino too is there's not much takeaway. Is I can't remember. Well, I think there's a McDonald's in Leon, but everything does seem to be at a much slower pace, and you take your time. And sure enough, you've got the pilgrims that are walking 50 k's a day, and that's their Camino. But if you want to do a really slow Camino, you are there to to just just absorb. Yeah. What's around with you? Mm. I'm like a sponge, you know. Yeah. I know you are too. Yeah. yeah. No, wait, just when you're talking about it, then I just I'm pining. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, my shoulders just slumped down. And I just went, oh, I've got yeah. to get back there because I would love nothing more. I've been so busy. Yeah. I'd love nothing more than just a long, slow walk, yeah, just exactly. wandering through Spain. How exactly. fantastic! But it's also, I think, important though, Jenny, to remember, it's not just a long walk no. or a long hike. It's a pilgrimage. It is. So what do you do to help you stay focused on that aspect of it, the, the significance of the pilgrimage? And I go into every church that's open. Ah, right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I go in and I pay my respects. I light candles. I sit and I look at the statues. I look at, I look at the candles that have already been lit and wonder who lit them and why. And I just sit and reflect for as much time as I want to and then I get up and go, yeah. I remember, I don't remember what town it was, I was with a, mm. uh, an Irish girl and 
she and I just quietly walked in, uh, took our hats off and sort of stood and, and the candles were burning. And, and I, I remember distinctly saying to her, a lot of stories there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Well, I can tell you a John Briley story yeah. about churches. He said to me in conversation at the conference, oh, we were talking about the, the beautiful church at uh, Los Arcos. Oh, it's yeah. very ornate, mm. very ornate indeed. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, oh, have you been up into the gallery upstairs? And I said, no, can you go up there? I didn't even realise there was a gallery. And he goes, oh, yes. He said, of course you can go. All you need to do is go to the door that says, do not enter, and go upstairs. So I don't know whether he was, he was having, having or pulling my leg, but next time I'm through a Los Arcos. That's a very John Briley story, isn't it? It's is, isn't very it? funny. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So let me ask you this then. Sure. What have you learned about yourself as a pilgrim, by becoming a pilgrim? Okay. I've learnt that I've got a pretty short temper. Really? Yeah, yeah. I've I've no. learnt. Yeah, yes, yeah. To be honest, I've learnt that it doesn't take that much for me to have a meltdown. Whether it's through disappointment or frustration or or anger or having a meltdown, even in a good way, because oh. I'm overwhelmed. Um, really? Yeah. It, it, um, in the pilgrim's office in Santiago there's the lovely chapel there and a couple of years ago I, I was just sitting in the chapel quietly and, and I'd had this most amazing time on the Camino, I'd walked from, from Burgos to Rabanal and I'd run into Mick McQueen who you've interviewed of and, and I arranged it so I was going to be over in Santiago for when he was walking in with his Camino family and that happened I, I ran into my dear friend Baritz Don from the forum. I also stayed at Rebecca Scott's with my friend Ingrid Falkers, Ingrid F on the forum, who's a, who's a wonderful friend. And also I ran into Alan Pierce in Santiago, who's who's an Australian um, guy who's been a volunteer at Rabanal three times and also volunteered at the Pilgrims' Office a few times. And so. There was all of these coincidences that, that happened and I was sitting in the chapel just reflecting on those experiences and I looked up at, at Mary as a pilgrim oh, and I just had the biggest meltdown. I wow. just sobbed my heart out and Ingrid came in and also Darren Combrick, who I know yeah. you've interviewed. Yeah, Darren, yeah. Yeah, they came in and they saw that I was just this biggest mess and they said, come on, come on, we'll, we'll get, you, get you down to San Clemente, which is one of the lovely yeah. restaurants in yeah, yeah, yeah. Santiago. Come on, we've got to get you out of this. But it was, it was a feeling of t- being totally overwhelmed, but in the most wonderful way, and feeling that I was part of something so huge. But again, it was that not knowing what I'm looking for yeah. that came into play then, yeah. which caused part of the meltdown. Yeah, right. But and and I was I was a mess for about twenty four hours. Wow. Yeah, yeah. An interesting but, story. But it was a, but it was a, 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 ultimately a really wonderful experience and and something that I think about a lot. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There are some days you think this is magic. Yeah. Other days you think I want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> but the Camino, in many ways, and we've said it many times, is a metaphor for life. 
true. Don't be put off by the bad days. It's you know, true. kind of keep on keeping on. And I remember Elsa Piper saying to me, the Spanish have a drink called Soli Sombra, um, equal parts brandy and anise. And the drink's name comes from the Spanish words for sun and shade. You can't have sun without shade. It's another metaphor for life. But an important message for all our lives, isn't it, Jenny? That's true. That's true, and everything passes. That's what I've found on the Camino. If you have a bad day on the Camino, maybe you'll just stop early that day yeah. and, and just... just treat yourself a little with I don't know maybe even booking a hostile room for just mm. the night so you've got a bit of privacy um, something nice for, for dinner and then you know that you're going to feel differently yeah. the, the next morning yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. but uh, it, it, I imagine so if you're taking the rough with the smooth mm. I, I imagine that's the same philosophy or, or a similar philosophy you apply working as a hospitalera yes definitely Definitely, You've, we've had some some terrible times <laughs> being being hospitalaries. Like Julie, Julie will tell you, and and Paul will tell you. Yeah. Paul Murray, who from the CSJ, who yeah. I worked with last year. Yeah, some difficult pilgrims come in. Yeah, but but the good thing is you do what you can to help them, and you don't judge because you don't know what's happening for them in their lives, and they're going to be gone the next morning anyway. And all you can do is just say goodbye with a hug if they if if they want to engage with you and if they don't well that's their that's yeah. their camino but we as a hospitalero you do what you can yeah yeah to to help it but most everyone is just wonderful some people are so completely gorgeous you wish they'd stay with you for, for the whole of your duty because <laughs> i remember Elsa piper again when she told me a hotel clerk in cordoba once said to her a tourist makes demands for many yes. things, whereas yes. a pilgrim gives thanks even yes. when given nothing. Yes. Is that your experience? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. I, I, I try to go on to the Camino without any expectations, and sometimes I let myself down a little bit about that. But anything that I receive, any kindness that I re- receive, is just such a surprise, and... Even even something that tastes beautiful, like in Galicia, they have the the lovely local cheese. No. That's yeah, and they they serve they serve Bristol. it yeah, and they they serve it with with honey with a local honey and bread, and then a little a little like a rujo type of digestive and a small black coffee, and and I I, I take such joy from small things, and and I that's something that I bring home now too, like yeah. even. Even as we're sitting here, you've you've had an English breakfast tea. I'm on the last legs of my chai latte. It's a really delicious latte, and I'm taking such pleasure from it. And before my first Camino, I didn't, I really didn't think about about taking a great pleasure from small things. So yeah. that's something that the Camino's taught me. Yeah. So. Having learned those things and having and taking them with you as you can back into your day to day life, mm. what's the best thing about being a pilgrim? The simplicity yeah. of being on the Camino. You don't have to worry about anything except putting one one foot in front of the other, and you don't even need to worry about that. Mm. It's just looking after yourself, making sure that that your feet are okay, yeah. making sure 
you've got adequate nutrition, adequate hydration, and that's all you really need to worry about. What's the most difficult thing about being a pilgrim? Oh, I can't even think of anything difficult about being a pilgrim. I just love it so much. No. <laughs> well, that's maybe, good. That, that, maybe that's... I, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even mind. Don't, don't even mind the snorers. <laughs> that's okay. Well, that's that's a good answer. Still, if you can't think of anything no. that is particularly difficult about being a pilgrim, that's fantastic. Now, let me. Do you still get a thrill walking into Santiago de Compostela? Oh yes, yeah. Every time, every time, and I get choked up every time. In, in August, when I walked into Santiago with my family, the tears started at Lavacola. <laughs> and, and they were just, they wouldn't stop the whole way in. And I, oh, I walked into the square and, of course, I've got Spot with me and I, I just bent down and gave Spot the biggest hug and kiss <laughs> because we've, we've done over 2,000 Ks together now. Golly. Yeah, over three years, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I just when you were talking then and, and talking about crying as you walked yeah. in, people have a much different uh, reaction. All people sort of react differently. Uh, let's let's go back to something a bit more practical. Sure. You've just walked in here to the cafe with a brand new pair of boots. Yes, I have. Tell us about lacing up boots. Okay. Okay. With boots, you need to create as much room in the toe box as possible. And so the way to get the most room is to ball your fist and actually firstly, lo- loosen, just take take the laces out of, out of the shoe. Entirely out? It, to, loose, entirely, to, out? entirely out. Okay, entirely yeah. out. So you have to relace from the bottom. So you ball your fist into the toe box and then you very loosely lace the first two um, little um, eyelets. Uh, eyelets, yes, correct. And then you tie a knot after the second eyelet. And so then you've created a really loose lace at the bottom of the shoe where your, your toes are going to swell and the ball of your foot's going to swell. And then you go in and you lace up the rest of the shoe to the way you normally will and you will find that you won't get any toe blisters if if your boot is wide enough but you've got to you've really got to get a shoe or a boot that's got a lot of a lot of room in the toe box because otherwise you are going to get um uh, blisters on the toes and it is recommended on the forum by by david on the forum who has a great deal of knowledge about about foot care and footwear. He says that women often make the mistake of buying women's shoes without adequate room in the toe box, and he recommends that everyone just buys men's, men's shoes, and it's a really good tip. Does every shoe have a two toe box? Yeah. It's just the area where it's your toes the are. Area. Yeah, yeah, it's right. just the area where, yeah, yeah the, the, the front part of the shoe. Jenny, would it be fair to say the Camino has changed your life? Oh, most definitely. Yes, most. It's, 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 it's just put my whole life on a different axis, yeah. basically. And the Camino is such a big part of my life. And it's, 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 I'm retired. I've been retired for many years now. Um, I retired very early because my mum wasn't that great. I retired at 47. I'm 64 now. And... 
So in those early years after I retired, like I've, I focused a bit on mum and mum's, mum's passed away in 2007. And since 2012 and my first Camino, I just found this whole new world of the Camino that I've embraced. And it's, yeah, the, the Camino is such a big part of my life. It has changed my life. Yeah. Do you ever get lost? On the Camino? No. <laughs> no, because I rely on St. John. <laughs> as in, as in Briley. Yeah. yeah, no. No, I don't. No. Do you think you ought to? Possibly not. <laughs> but then I'd have another different kind of a meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a Camino story. Okay. Do you want serious or quirky? You, you just tell me a story. You okay. can tell me whatever you like. Tell me a quirky story first. All right, okay. I'll tell you a quirky story from Githelmo. Um, last year, when I was volunteering with my CSJ friend Paul Murray and Gilbert Kabergs from, from uh, Belgium, both multi, multi-time hospitaleros, they're wonderful men, uh, one day a Korean pilgrim came in and he was a lovely man. He was a really gentle guy, wanted to help with the afternoon tea, and it just sweet as. And something we ask, we ask all the pilgrims is a question that's similar to what you've asked. Um, how did you hear about the Camino first? And what, or maybe what led you to the Camino? And this particular afternoon, the question went around what led you to the Camino? And the Korean pilgrim, said, oh, I can tell you, I had a much-loved rabbit named Nini. And I had my rabbit Nini for eight years. I can show you photos. And so he got out his phone and we saw photos of Nini on his head, Nini on his shoulders, Nini on the kitchen bench, Nini, Nini on, bed, on the bed. It just... He loved, he loved this rabbit and he had the rabbit for eight years and the rabbit died in February of last year and so he decided to do what Tom did in the way and bring some of Nini's ashes <laughs> on the Camino. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no dead set, honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and without a word of a lie and no joking, really, he was so upset when he told, he told us this story and my heart really went out to him. And he had scattered some of the ashes. He kept some of the ashes at home in Seoul. But he had scattered some of the ashes at various points that were special to him on the way, just as Tom did. And his story touched me so much that he loved his pet so much that I thought, you know, the next time we adopt a pet, if it's a female dog or cat, I'm going to call that pet Nini. And so in December of last year, we adopted another cat and her name is Nini. And oh, so I've got, I've got something of, of Gathelmo who, who is filled with love. She loves us so much and she is with us every day and it's like having a little bit of Gathelmo with us every day. Yeah, and I and and I hope in some altered universe, the Korean pilgrim may know that. Yeah, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. But his story really touched my heart, and and 
my like I had tears in my eyes and he was such a lovely lovely man he really was he really was so I'm so pleased I asked you to tell me a story <laughs> and chose quirky as opposed to serious yes, there you go that's a great story thank you you know you and I have become great friends we have and yeah. I don't know if I've ever told you this but the day I met you I walked into Melinda Seca the day after yeah and there's a church on the right hand side as you come down the hill and there's a water fountain out the front. Yes. Uh, Ermita de Nuestra Señora de las Augustinas, I think it is. Mm. I wrote it out there. There's a water fountain there, and I washed my face and refilled my water bottle, and I yeah. said, ah, that's better. Mm. There was a woman sitting on the front steps of the church, mm. and she said, are you Australian? And I said, yeah. And she said, I'm Jenny from the Gold Coast. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> you're that's kidding. That's my Camino story. Too. She was great, actually. She was on a co- shopping Camino. She shopped everywhere she walked, France, Italy, Portugal, Spain, and sent it home to a friend on the Gold Coast. And she said she couldn't wait to get home to go through all the stuff she'd sent home. She'd send home the package every three or four days. She was a classic. So Jenny from the Gold Coast, if you're listening, contact me. In the meantime... We want to find out what you've bought since. Exactly. In the meantime, Jenny from... Cronulla, yes. it's lovely to catch up, lovely to be part of your life, oh, thank and you, lovely to, to walk part of our journeys together. Uh, thank you for your time, lovely. Thank you, Dan. Likewise. Buen likewise. Camino. And buen Camino to you too. I hope it happens next year for you. Oh, yeah. no, I know. Come see me in the pilgrim office. Oh, Fingers crossed. That's it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Okay. My guest this week, Jenny Heesh, just to totally confuse you all, my wife is Jenny from Lilyfield. <laughs> Thank you for your company this week and every week. Why not take this as a little reminder to reach out to your Camino friends? Send them a message to say you're thinking of them. We are a sharing, caring, loving community. Pilgrims the world over. Remember the old saying, it's the friends we meet along the way that help us appreciate the journey. Thanks for your company this week and every week. I'm Dan Mullins. Until next week, Buen Camino.